baby watch is over. Meow, meow, meow. In a real way, the baby watch has just begun. <laughs> Welcome. It is 3 a.m. at John's house right now. Only time I'm awake these days. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks for working into my schedule. I Jeez. would ask that you listen to this podcast at 3 a.m. as well, just to support me. <laughs> well, if, if you have any questions or feedback, we are available 24-7 for the next three months. Yeah, that's so exciting. If you just need some pastoral care. Our response care. time's going up. Our I'm taking the night shift. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Oh, man. Baby Shepherd. Baby Shep. Baby yeah. Shep has arrived. Yeah. Congratulations, Thanks, Dad. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's been... Uh, How was that experience? It was crazy. It okay. was a whirlwind. Yeah. We'll just Frustrating. It, it was enriching. Mm. Just an unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. But now he's here. And uh, he's pretty dang cute. So that's what makes up for he all is the a, crying. Uh, as we say, a, a cutie patootie. He is. And he's he a, is a tutor. <laughs> I've been pooped on. I've been peed on. He threw up on me yesterday. You got to learn the washcloth trick, man. I don't know the washcloth trick. When you change a boy, you got to throw a little washcloth. Oh, he hasn't peed on me that way. He oh. just pees through his diaper. Yeah, wait till wait just a little bit longer. As soon as it hits air, it's gone. It's on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's just peeing through the diaper onto us at this point. Oh my god! And soaking. You need uh, to change him a little more. Here comes some unsolicited parenting. No, advice. he's just that good. I mean, like he he's when it's time, when it's time to go, he's unleashing the whole day yeah. in one solid stream. Well, he's comfy. He's uh, the problem is that's nah, too much detail. We don't need to talk. about that. <laughs> Man, uh, yeah, so thanks uh, for being back with us. We took a week off. We tried to see if we could make it happen, yeah. um, but John just didn't look healthy. No, I did not. I was called, the, <laughs> the people told me I looked disheveled on many occasions. Uh, my, my, my favorite part, and it was just because we love each other. He came in for just a second to get something, and I just looked at him, and he looked back at me. I was like, you look horrible. <laughs> and he's like, I am horrible. I'm so tired. It's the most then, tired I've ever been in my life. he said he almost fell asleep for the first time, first time in his life standing up. Yeah. That yeah. was, I stopped by the church uh, on my way home from the hospital yeah. because we had to print something. I don't don't have to worry. Print All the ladies were pumped. Oh, yeah, man. That's yeah. what I told my wife. It's like some people might think it's weird to stop by your work on your way home from the hospital, but mm. in my defense, uh, we don't have any family here. So, Northgate staff. Yeah. Family time. Oh. Yeah. Mm. What do you want for Christmas? <laughs> That's why I said that. We'll talk <laughs> later. I, I've prepared a list. <laughs> Give thanks with a grateful heart. Oh, yeah. Give thanks. <laughs> well, it's uh, good to be back yeah, in the is. podcast seat. Yeah, we missed. We missed. We had we had Mike Goldsworthy. Yeah, we did. And then, uh, then we got into our new series. Uh, a lot of you guys know this because you're probably listening to it, thinking about it, dealing with it. But, I mean, we are actually, we are sitting here in daytime, but it is... Reminiscent Smoky. of years ago, little PTSD yeah. going on right here. Is totally. you can't barely breathe outside, can't see the water from the church campus. Yeah, past the cross, it's it's very reminiscent of years past. So yeah, recognize that fully. Lots of stuff going on. Lots of stuff going on. Yeah, but in the midst of that, we celebrate little baby shepherd. We celebrate little baby ship. There you go. A lot's happened, man. We had the men's conference. We had Kanye drop an album that's praising Jesus. I mean. <laughs> What is the world coming to? People probably want a separate podcast on just Just will unpack each single, each episode. be like, yeah, I'm interested to get your feedback on that whole situation. You know, we're open to discuss. Redemptive relationships, Absolutely. Come on. Yeah, we'll talk about it later in person. Jesus walks. Oh, you're already singing it. No, that's old Kanye, Oh, sorry, my bad. I don't know Kanye. Come on. He walks with me, yeah. Well, we kicked off the series margin... I don't know. What do you say? Do you want to recap a little Goldsworthy the week before? You just want to stick it with margin? Was, it was gold, man. It was gold. The men's conference was gold, too. Yeah. I'm still thinking about putting a little snippet from his talks at the men's conference for you ladies out there who didn't get to okay. reap the benefits. Yeah. There's some good. solid stuff in there. It was. It was a fun weekend with him. Um, we can kind of recap it a little bit. Sure. Why don't, let's do that, Larry. Which part? On um, the weekend service or the yeah, men's conference? Yeah, let's do the weekend service. Yeah, weekend service. I feel like you you want this really bad, and you're waiting for me to ask. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to ask? 
Never mind. I'm getting the look from our producer. We're going to move on. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, okay, we've done the shenanigans, chicanery, tomfoolery. Can we get into some content? Jeez. In my defense, I've been gone for it. You are entitled to double the shenanigans. You actually haven't been gone for long, but you feel like because you have not had a normal life. Man. Months. I told my wife yesterday, I feel so... In, in a nice way, I was like, I, I know you are struggling with this because she was off for like three weeks before the baby. And I was like, I know how bored you are. And I'm so sorry. Like, you can come bring him by the office anytime. I've, I'm so excited no, to get keep, back. Keep him away from this stuff. This yeah, everybody's sick up here. Well, no, it's just the smoke. Yeah. It's not like that where you're at. Um, anyway, Goldsworthy on the surface. Do you, it need, seemed... do you, need, um, do you need any food or anything? Um, no. I, I mean, people have been pretty generous All bringing right. us food. It is October is a big baby month. We it had um, the Verbis. We had the Verbs yeah, baby, Gabriella. We got to see her. That was right at the beginning. That was another staff baby. Yeah, she's a cutie. We one have of our uh, big listeners, active listener, active listener, Mandy Lee, also featured Lee. in one episode. Of not the only that, we're birthday pals. Oh, do you realize that? I did not. Yeah, no wonder she has such a connection to the podcast. Yeah, she had the same due date as Caitlin, but instead it was my birthday. So it's now our birthday. So shout out. Saw she was here this weekend. Yeah, saw that she posted. She did a phenomenal post. This is just praise for Mandy Lee. Great post on Instagram talking about how much she just needed to be in community with people and how God's doing something when she's in the room. It was a beautiful post. And even if uh, you know the power shut off caused it, we'll take it. Hey, whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. Then uh, we got Shep. We got Shep. Yeah, he's the third one to make it in this. In this month, in this community, that I mean, we know if of. you've if you've had a baby this month, let us know. Yeah, we'll do. A Drop little, us a line. You know, we're gonna do a little happy birthday for October later. It'll be yeah. great. And this is the last couple of days of it, so yeah. you got some time if you need to. That's what Bob Ross would always say in every episode. He'd say, "If you have something, if you want to see more of these shows." Drop us a line. Drop your local station a line. They they want to hear from you, mm-hmm. and we want to hear from you too. So drop us a line. Everybody wants to hear from Bob, though. Man, happy little tree. Bob's one of my favorite people out there. Hmm. Anyway, let's get into this. We're losing some people. On the surface, uh, I listened to uh, Mike Goldsworthy's message last week. On the surface, it seemed pretty straightforward. Hmm. I think there was a lot of depth in it. I really loved his um, his hook, what we call it. You know, yeah, hook. the beginning story the with beginning the story uh, beard of the beard, but with just how he he because he brought it all the way back around with where the woman just leaned in and says, "I don't think you understand." Yeah, uh, or basically, a, you might not think what that is. That might not be what you think it is. Right, and then yeah. he ends the message with, "So I would I would lean into you yeah. if this is your view of God and who He is, and say." I do not think that means what you think it means. I was I was setting you up. Oh yeah, it it resonated with me so much because I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on here before, or at least in some of my sermons. That's definitely how I was raised. That whole view of when you sin, God's mad at you. He turns his back, and then it's up to you to ask forgiveness, and then he'll turn back to you, um, and you can be in community with God again after you confess your sins. But for a, a little boy, for a teenager who's an idiot and makes mistakes all the time. Um, that's a pretty scarring thing to have to walk through. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, and I, that's something I've wrestled with over the last, you know, decade of what is this actually, what is, what does this relationship with God actually look like? Cause I, I love that Mike was saying, you know, God always looks like Jesus. There is nothing that Jesus does. That is not what God the father is. Like they are completely the same. They are the same well, person. Gave us a, a, quite a few different scriptures, which yeah. continue to, to tell that same. Narrative. Exactly. Cause it's easy. And, and that's, that's been a huge uh, piece of tension for me as well is why is Jesus, people want to paint him as this kind, fluffy hippie. Yeah, he, he really quickly referenced it. He just said like, yeah, then some people think that Jesus just came out, kind of came along and softened him up. Yeah. Like he just softened everyone's view of God up and made it a little bit more connective. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's like, well, you guys are misunderstanding God the Father, so let's just bring go the other says, way. Yeah, start, yeah. start here and go backwards. Yeah. Which actually then challenges you because you can then go ahead and go backwards through all kinds of Old Testament moments that are big and heavy and try to yeah. look at it through different eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Especially so, 
And this, that real quickly, it pokes back at, um, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, this, when we were talking about discipleship and decision-based and all that stuff, it really pokes back at the fear-based versus hope-based message or a God that's about hope yeah. rather than fear, right? And so the same thing you're taught of, yeah, you need to fear this and this is what's going to happen and, you know, you're getting, you you know, you're a finger shook at you and... um. It, it then in a deeper way, and <clears throat> I don't think this is the podcast for it. We'll find a place for it. But in reality, if it was as um, Mike was saying a, a viewpoint for many people is, then uh, a bigger issue is it pokes at for a lot of people this idea of some sort of like cosmic child abuse. Yeah. That, um, that it would be, you know, to reconcile and essentially to inflict punishment on your son and on his son for other people. Yeah. And then we're going to get into a conversation of hell and what that is. And then we're going to get into a conversation. Yeah. It's not the place, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I've been thinking about potentially doing that. On yeah. I think what would be great like doing a series on hell. Yeah. Oh, that'd be, <laughs> <laughs> let's no, turn I mean, the like, heat up and let's no, talk well, about I mean, hell. Let's do, well, let's do a couple of different weeks and do yeah. the different viewpoints That'd's of it. Great. So it's not yeah. just one, you know, because a lot of us, the same thing that kind of gets poked yeah. at, we're just because of tradition poked at one yeah. kind of idea and viewpoint, and then we haven't really unpacked and looked into this stuff. So, yeah. I think what would be great, uh, let's just tease what we're going to eventually talk about. You had a great question for me. Let's just leave our, our listeners with a question, and then they can come talk to us if they want to or email us, okay. and maybe we can do more. Uh, you were hinting at the uh, substitutionary atonement stuff that happened, you know, that Jesus only came so that we could be, so that he could die for us, essentially. That's the only reason he was here. Um, and you asked me, were Adam and Eve kicked out of the garden uh, as punishment? Like, why were they kicked out of the garden? Ask me the question again, because you did it better than me. Yeah, no, you just need to ask yourself is, why was Adam and Eve kicked out of the garden? garden? And then... Typically, the conversation would be like, well, because they like, broke the rules. Yeah, they messed up, so they have to... So then you, I would ask you, like, so were they punished? Was that punishment of, like, they can't be in here? And most people would be like, well, yeah, I guess I have to get to that that was punishment. Looking back at the viewpoint through what Mike was, you know, kind of breaking up, um, he specifically had them not be in the Garden of Eve, as I would, I would push back and say protection, so they wouldn't continue to partake of the tree and he talks about it in Genesis. He actually then says that that's why that they're not going to be in the garden, but yet he still invites them into reproducing and multiplying. So there's still a loving relationship that's taking place there. It's just not as it was for protection versus punishment of now there's separation. You know, you could even poke to the idea and you've heard this narrative of like, there's separation, but then God chases, you know, you see God, the chase. hound of heaven. He referenced. Yeah, yeah. But, but even, you know, even in your tradition growing up, like how you said you grew up, you, you probably still heard the, the narrative of that, the, the break happens, you know, in the beginning. And then it's the big God story is really just God continually pursuing mm -hmm. his people and humanity and God trying to reconcile. Right. Yeah. That's a very typical na narrative yeah. for a lot of people. <clears throat> well, if that's really the narrative of God pursuing, then why well, did he kick him out to begin with? Right. Yeah. There was never a lack of pursuing. It was constantly pursuing. I mean, even in the moment of, 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 uh, that scene, he was the one who was calling out and looking for them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In relationship. And then it was their shame and their guilt. And so then the, what happened is, is there, this is where we call, Discipline, you know, you poked at this for a second. Mm -hmm. Discipline versus punishment versus protection, you yeah. know. Well, it almost feels like um, this this utopia that God originally created, fellowship, community with him, walking and talking in the garden, this perfection, which is what he created us for, the original design. And then when we, um, when we failed and we sinned, it's almost as if God's saying, Okay, we're going to try this again. Sure. But it's got to be right. And right now this isn't the right way. This really hurts. We're going to have to start this over and it's a long process well, for us to get back here's to the it. the most simplistic um uh imagery I can give you. You tell your a kid when when Shepherd's growing up. Oh, I can relate to this now. Go ahead. Yeah, not quite, but close, <laughs> yeah. 
you say, look before you cross the street. Yeah. You need to stop at the end of the sidewalk and look before you go across the street. Well, you don't listen to that. Your kid doesn't listen to that and runs out and starts running right out and a car barely misses them. And they're like, oh my gosh, why didn't you do it? You have to look. So guess what happens the next time? You got to hold my hand. Yeah. I don't want to hold your hand. I want to walk myself. No, you have to hold my hand. You're going to hold my hand and we're going to look together. You're going to see how to do yeah. this and we're going to walk across together. It's a very simplistic idea, but that's exactly really yeah. what the idea of, of protection, yeah. but, but the, the receiver can see that as punishment, right? Yeah. I used to be able to be free and do whatever I wanted to yeah. do and this type of, you know, I get to make my own choices, which that was the case and it's still really the case, but now I don't just get to walk across myself. I got to hold my hand. So essentially, and you know, referencing the same type of analogy, um, the exodus of the garden was, no, no, you have to hold my hand. Yeah. You can't come in this space because I'm worried about what you're, what, what you're going to cause to yourself. Hmm. And so I want to protect you from causing harm to yourself. Yeah. Just something to think about. Just teasing it out a little bit. <laughs> People are like, no, let's go. For we, have, we actually have some so much more on we this. We have so much. Deep, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you have Just questions. Just the toes in the shallow end. Think about it. Talk to us about it. Get in some conversations with your community about it. Um, but this weekend we kicked off a brand new series. Yeah. And if you haven't listened to Mike's message, it's just a, it's a really great message yeah. and some other great ideas where, you know, he used some really good other stuff of like, Hey, yeah. that the sun doesn't move. God doesn't actually change. Can we yeah. go ahead and, and recognize that God yeah. was, is, will always be. It's and I'll, I'll also say perspectives that shift. And as we grow and mature, yeah, you should definitely watch it. Don't just listen to it on the uh, podcast. Because I don't know how he was breathing at the end. That. Yeah, that I only listened to it because I was driving and I had seen the picture of chairs. So I was like, oh, in this part where he's like, what is he doing? Is he sprinting around dude, the stage? Dude, so I watch was like, it. how are you not like, <laughs> yeah. I would have just stopped and pointed and been like, oh, you get it, right? You guys get it? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, uh, anyway, so we kicked off a brand new series this week, Margin. Yeah, with a big announcement. With a big announcement. At the end, yeah. Serve Day 2019 yeah. is upon us. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped about it. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so make sure you sign up. Margin as an example. Yeah, uh, it's beautiful. So let's kick it off the I same way we... a lot of people get really pumped about it. I saw all of a sudden a ton of smiles in the room kind of look over like, this is awesome. We're yeah, going to yeah, do yeah. this. We're going to do this. And I was like, yeah, we're going to do this. Absolutely. So make sure you sign up. But let's let's kick off this series the same way we kick off every series. Why margin? Why did you decide to talk about margin at this time in the church? Because you picked this sermon series before we picked that we were going to do a serve day. That's actually true. So why uh, did you originally think margin? I mean, obviously... A serve day is a great next step at the end of the series. The, the, the serve day, honestly, and I talked about it, referenced it at the end of the message. It really did come out of, um, oh, wait, there's an awesome example to actually, yeah. to, to show, to, to set an example of like, we could do this too, rather than just talking about it. <clears throat> um, yeah. So if you haven't picked on it yet, up on it yet, we are, we've been having now for a couple of months, the same kind of conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, like most things, you need to hear things more than once. And so we're looking at um, things from multiple different perspectives and ideas when it comes to um, our, our formation. Yeah. Right? In all the areas that we need to... Formation become. conversation. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> you know, like, uh, it's back to Mike. I was having a conversation with him. He teaches a class and how... He teaches a homiletics class and... Um, and talk and the big conversation right now is a lot of the way people are communicating is shifting. It used to be like three points or like the three C's or these mm -hmm. three points that we're all individual. Homiletics is the class about how you teach. Yeah. Communication. Yeah. I mean, yeah. think about communication yeah. period, right? Even presentations, even Ted talks that you go to, mm -hmm. they're no longer point centric, right? That that's slowly going away. What they are is it's a perspective. Um, and I was talking to, Mike, about really, it's and you're familiar with this, John. That's that's called the Chinese spiral, and it's really circling around the topic or the mm -hmm. subject over and over again, gaining perspective on all of it from all the different angles that you can come up with. Yeah. So then you your you yourself um, can have more clarity, some more understanding, some more knowledge about how that fits in, how that works in your specific areas and all areas of your life. Not like, oh, yeah, that's a great analogy. I could get there, but that's not for me. And someone else in the room is saying, you're talking to me, yeah. right? 
then the other week, same sort of concept and idea. And that person's like, oh yeah, that I'm not there yet, but I, I know where I fit. And another person's going, you're talking right to me. Yeah. Oh man, this is right where I'm at. Well, it's understanding we all learn in different ways. Some right. weeks you, some sermon series, you need to do heavy, um, uh, prop and that's going to help people connect with it. Like, oh, it's coming. I'm, yeah, I've got a bunch of props and you're, you, some of you people in the room, you need the props. Some people, you know, they need the three points about like the one perspective of it because some people want that. Some people need way more stories and we all learn different ways. Um, those are my favorite classes in, in college were the ones where it was all perspective, just different views of the same thing because you, you really feel like you get to know it better that way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah. So we, so with that being said, it was, we started out with Mulligan, um, which was how to make sure we don't do things. How to get your golf game better. Yeah. Yeah. How to make sure the next time doesn't look like the last time. Yeah. And um, what kind of changes can we make there? Then we went into people in process mm-hmm. and talked about who we're becoming and that we just don't want to stay in that same process. Again, this is working on taking next steps. And margins really the same thing. How to evaluate where we're, why we're making space, and then the effects of not having margin. Just another one of those, yeah. really on the same line of conversation, um, to see. <clears throat> my 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 big hope was really to see what kind of fruit is produced in this season, where people are just taking next steps, where they're becoming something they feel like they're being challenged more, and some of that's already started to happen. I mean, yeah. we've we've been talking in general about feedback that we've gotten of like, wow, okay, we're really starting to be challenged. And I think a lot of that has to do with repetition about yeah. some of the same things. It's not brand new ideas. It's just, we're bringing it up in all the different ways and pointing about yeah. how God speaks to us through this and about this. So, well, as well, real quick, this margin this series going into mm-hmm. holiday That's season. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> yeah. So then why is it at this part, this is, this is the, the holiday season. Yeah. When just, even too, our schedules are more crammed. There's, I mean, we we're looking at ourselves and everyone's work schedules doing this. It's come to the end of the year, you know, like we're right smack almost in the middle of Q4. So there's yeah. all kinds of stress that comes with that with yeah. people. You have it's time families, to earn that bonus. You have family stuff that's going on. You have things that you want to be a part of. You have things that you're obligated to be a part of. You have there's just so much of it and yeah. all the expectations that are placed on us. So, um, it's a, it's a conversation to have an evaluation th- to see like, how can we be healthy through this season? And that also, if we're not focused on making some, um, decisions about our margin, that it has profound effects on, you know, a couple of those areas. Yeah. Um, and then it was, well, because this is the season tis the season. And this is where we, Jeez, that's insane. We, it's Christmas um, guys, I know, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're, we're literally ending this thing with our serve day, the, the kickoff of Thanksgiving week. Yeah. And then the next week is December 1st. Yeah. Like, it's all, and we're in Christmas. We are, dude. It's right now. I'm just dreaming about Easter. Okay. It's April. <laughs> it is April. We're, we're springing up. As uh, springtime. I had a so, lot of time to think background. about it. Yeah. I had a lot of time to think about it this last week. Uh, just thinking through Wait, margin. You weren't sleeping or what? <laughs> it was dream thinking. Oh. <laughs> I was dreaming about the series of margin, but not the dreaming that you were probably doing. Uh-huh. I was asleep and having dreams about the series. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I started reading a book um, called uh, Giving is the Good Life. Uh, and the first few chapters of the book is outlining what the good life is, mm. which is something we're all chasing. Like that's, it's not a new idea. We, I mean, it's written into our constitution where we have these inalienable rights for the pursuit of happiness, you know, whatever it is. That's what we want. Um, and people have ideas of what the good life is. And you outlined many of the ways that we have uh, convinced ourselves we're going to find the good life. And the thing is, none of us believe it. We just still do it. Like you talked about how we need to have margin in our relationships, in our work, because we're always saying that we're busy. We need to have it in our finances. And nobody believes that cramming your calendar full with your friends, with your work, uh, cramming your house with possessions and becoming a hoarder, but finding like thinking all that stuff's going to make you happy. Nobody believes that, but yet we, we do it every single day. I was sitting there on, on the paternity leave that I was given and it was, I, we, we were talking about it. I was like, it's so weird that this is the time that I get to take off with him mm-hmm. because he's awake 
three hours of the day. You know what I mean? <laughs> Quality. Time. Yeah, I'm exhausted. He's sleeping on me. Yeah. But all he's doing is sleeping. And then he'll wake up to eat, and then I'm going to change him, you and then are, he's going to go back to sleep. You guys are connected. No, we are. But I was saying, I feel like I'm wasting this time mm. because all I'm doing is sitting there with him. He can't, he's not the age where he can, he doesn't even know that I'm there. He doesn't see me unless I'm literally right in his face. It's all right. They grow up and they want nothing to do with you. <laughs> but, and then as you were talking, I was listening to your message this morning while I was feeding him and, uh, <clears throat> formula, just so people know I wasn't anyway. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. Yeah, I was real worried for a second. Yeah, yeah. Just so you guys know, I don't, anyway. And you're talking about, uh, I mean, we've talked about it many weeks. Everybody's answer is we're busy. We're busy. And I was just telling Caitlin last night, I'm so excited to get back to doing something during the day that like, I'm, I'm excited to have like tasks that I'm accomplishing. So that, that actually pokes at the whole idea of like, we want to feel accomplished yeah. and purposeful and that, that I'm being, um, I'm producing something. Yeah. And uh, that was yeah. one thing, thing that I talked about. I struggled myself of like, you almost want to get back to be like, Oh, look at, I'm worthy. Yeah. Like, I'm worth something. Absolutely. It's, it's it's scientifically proven. Like uh, Patrick Lencioni writes a lot about business, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he has really good books. And I can't shout remember, out to Patrick. Shout out Patty. Yep. Uh, I can't remember what the um, which book it was, but it was talking about how to have satisfaction in your work and the ways that you find it. And it's not about how much money you make, like the salary that you have. Um, it doesn't have. It's not about your commute time. It's not about the things that you normally would think when you go into a job. But it really comes down to. Um, like you feel like you're doing something that makes a difference in the world. Like you definitely know that what you're doing matters. Yeah. And when I look back at the time with my son over one week, it's like, what matters more than getting to bond with your son? But I'm sitting here like, well, I got to refilm starting point and I've got to like get baptism underway. Cause that's coming up. So like, how can I do some work? I got to make sure that I'm reading so that I'm ahead of the game when things are happening instead of just sitting there being, you know, I was more concerned with the doing. So I was I was listening to your sermon this morning and I was like, well, that's a real shot in the arm from this last week. <laughs> um, and another thing that that matters, according to Patrick Lencioni, like I think these principles go. Shout out to all Patrick. Him. Shout out Patty. Yeah, uh, we're gonna go hang out with him in November. Oh, are we? Yeah, on oh. the fourteenth. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, he talks about it's that you feel respected. Like it's it it goes back to community. Like Absolutely. you have people in your life mm -hmm. that matter. Uh, and again, I'm getting to spend time with my wife for a week straight. Like what's more important than that most important community right there? Um, and a lot of times we distract ourselves. We have no margin in so many areas of our lives. It really hit me when you said, we all know those people that are just too busy to hang out with that we don't even try to hang out with them. Mm. Like we all have those friends. How many times, yeah. I, me and my friends talk about it too. Like, oh, I love those guys. Nah, don't even bother inviting them. They're too busy anyway. They're mm -hmm. always traveling. They're always doing this. And they're going to say like, wait, what? You look at you Every put that, time you we put get that together. On me. <laughs> yeah, every time we get together, they say, man, we never hang out. Let's hang out more. And me and my other friends are saying, yeah, we hang out all the time. We'd love for you to be a part of what we do, but you're always so busy. So and then they say, why would you put that on me? Why wouldn't you at least <laughs> ask me? And then I'll figure it out. Yeah. So I think, uh, and, and you the main uh, scriptural thing that you talked about, which has been one of my favorite topics for the last year, year and a half was the Sabbath, mm -hmm. the, the, the natural margin that God worked into our week. Yeah. Who doesn't want to follow a God that gives gifts of rest? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's the only boss, God. Your boss, your boss doesn't want to give you that gift. Yeah. They're obligated to give you that gift yeah. of time off. Cause you've earned it. He's going, God, yeah. yeah, he's going, no, no, I love you. I care about you this much. I rest. I was listening this morning, uh, the Bible Project is a podcast, and they just started a series on Sabbath, and one of the things they shout were saying- Shout out to Bible Project. Shout out to Bible Project. We're hanging out with them in December. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not. One of the things they were talking about was Sabbath wasn't- <laughs> Side note real quick. Shout out to Caitlin. You're probably listening because you have nothing else to do. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Yeah. A lot of shout outs today. Hold on. Where's my glass? Cheers. <laughs> uh they were talking about Sabbath was a practice. That's not what God worked in. The seventh day idea, like we want to look at, at the practice of the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the ultimate thing. We want to look at Sabbath this, like, I need to take my Sabbath. I need to have a Sabbath. It's like, that's not the main point of what God was doing. The seventh day was bigger than just the actual practice of taking the day off. Like this is a rhythm of your body. This is a rhythm of your mind. This is a rhythm in your relationships. This is a rhythm in your giving. This is a rhythm, like all of that little margin idea. It's much bigger than just a Sabbath. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we, as you said, touched on many things and didn't go deeply yeah. into really any of them. It was just big idea c- concepts to set some of this up. It was like a kid at the dentist after he finishes and he gets to go to the treasure chest and pick a toy. Uh-huh. He touched a lot of them, but he had so much trouble. Picking what an them. analogy. <laughs> I love that. Well done. That's what happens when you get a you always week get off. a pencil no matter what. <laughs> yeah. That's just a freebie. Yeah. You, you always pick to. the worst gift too, like the little prize. And then you're like, oh, I should have gone with the sticky hand. Yeah. Always a sticky hand. Never the little frog that you got to like push down <laughs> and that hops up supposedly. Who makes those toys? They're so worthless. Anyway. I'm not going to respond to that. Don't ever talk about someone like that, please, on this podcast. Oh, do you make them? No, but don't don't tell people they're worthless. Oh, sorry. They're not worthless. Oh, okay. Good. Just the things they're producing. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah. See, I said I'm getting up. spicy I'm sorry today. My like goodness, this. he's sleepy. He's sleepy. Um, yeah, real quick. And yeah, we hit the t- we hit some of the tithe conversation. Not talking that much about money, but its place. Um, and um, we will talk about finance later, but it has nothing to do with tithing stuff. It's it's the margin. Yeah. And what the that causes us. I think you're actually going to talk about that one. Ooh, it's going to be great. Yay! This is why he's reading. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to do his study, um, and then um, time, mm-hmm. and then the the probably the one I'm looking most forward to personally is the relational one, because of yeah. the damage that it causes to us that we don't understand, and the the damage that it causes to other people. And you know, we're gonna talk on even this is again where we're gonna just hint on some of it, but some of the, even the mental health issues that yeah. it. Um, exasperates yeah yeah this uh it's crazy to me i mean what we're we're trying to talk about with margin creating space creating room in your life which could feel like rest that's literally what jesus promises us the main reason we should come to him yeah to find yes and we're my yoke is easy we have no margin we're packing ourselves full and god's like yeah no just come follow me and i'm gonna give you rest He's like, why are we challenging that idea of like, well, no, no, I, but I'm, I'm really busy. Yeah. I like the idea. Well, there's, there's like shame involved in some of it too, honestly. Yeah. I mean, like I, I, and there's undue stress. It's weird how much undue stress I give myself. I, I actually, this last probably year, year and a half have tried to create some more distance with my phone hmm. and, um, there's like some shame and some uh, stress that that has caused that I was not prepared for. Shame of like, why didn't you get back to me right away? Oh, yeah. Like it's been a couple hours and I blew you up two yeah. times in a row. I mean, what if death was literally happening to me? So then that's called stress as like, well, what if there is an emergency or something that I need to be, you know, to be a part of and go and do and <clears throat> that... It's been a really odd thing for me because uh, I'll, especially like on the weekends, I'll try to like, I'm not leaving it in the other room, but I'll like leave it on the counter and then sit on the couch or something else like that and try not to look at it for a while because if it's not right next to me, I've told myself, don't actually physically get up to get it Hmm. unless, you know, for some reason it's blown up. Yeah, just fascinating because My, because of that that in itself. Yeah, there's is, there's a lot of trying to create some margin. Yeah, to not be so attached to it or like, what's going on? Do I need it or I'm wanted or all the stuff that comes from it? Do I matter? Yeah, right. Or um, it's just something to fill time versus then those those few moments and expectations. And, and we most a lot of us know this world. This next generation does not know the world of like snail mail. Answering machines, hmm. not being able to get a hold. How of many one. of our voicemails are? Hey, thanks for calling. If you need to get in touch with me, just text me. Leave a me. text. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to answer. If you need to get a hold of me faster, leave a text. Yeah, yeah. My my. Uh, know, that's why also now that they they turn they, you know, do a transcript of the message. People will look at that and not even listen to oh, it yeah. and try to no, read just a little it? bit to be like, oh yeah, not important. The only reason we listen to it is because the transcript isn't that accurate, so we have to. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. so true. Yeah, it's so true. But but the you know, the idea of space and margin that to be present around things, there's this other push of everything so fast, boom, bam, boom, boom. And then there's shame, anxiety, stress that comes from I me. Mean, like what happens if my boss is going to call me? It's all these what ifs. Yeah. You know? We've talked about it too, finding healthy 
Um, it's a boundary. Well, yeah, but even uh, about uh, the way that we vacation. Uh, right. Like, it's so important for us to find... I mean, if you're only going to get two weeks of vacation in the year, you need to make sure that the, you're using the two weeks of, to their full yeah. potential. And mm-hmm. we've talked that's about... That's why my best vacation is when I'm completely out of self-service. Yeah, that's what I, I found, I too. I do not have a choice. Yeah. I would have to drive 20 minutes to get yeah. any kind of service. That's and if there was something I really had great. to check on because I knew something was going on, in the middle of the week I could call, and I used to do that just to check in. And what I found was it caused more stress and I didn't have any kind of rest or vacation after that because yeah. my mind then was thinking, what else? Yeah. What else? What else? I need to get connected, connected, and connected. Rather, yeah. than, rather than connected with God in that relationship yeah. or the people, like you said this last week, the people around me that are sitting right next to me yeah. or even myself. That's what I found from my last vacation was that I realized that about myself too. Okay, now I know why I haven't found rest in the last few trips that I've gone on, right. that this one was the most restful trip. And it wasn't even that great of a trip, yeah. but it was the most restful one I've ever taken because no cell service, couldn't get it if I wanted it. It yeah. was completely gone. Um, yeah, my going back to the phone thing too, my, my youth pastor growing up, he was the worst with his phone. You could never get in touch with him. Mm-hmm. Only his wife could ever get in touch with him. If he, if she was the one that texted or called him, he always answered. Because I'd be with him all the time, and you would just look at his phone, and he'd have hundreds of text messages that were unread. He'd have hundreds of missed calls that he just never responded because he didn't want to leave you unread. Totally, and yeah, exactly. And but he was one of the greatest uh, uh, carer for people. Like I'm Nurturers. trying to think. Yeah, he was. He was my first mentor. He was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, but I know I'm not. I'm not going to get in touch with him now. I've tried calling him like three times in the last few weeks about uh, that. Something baby. Else. Just want to let you know. <laughs> but if I need him, like he, if it's very important, he does get back to it. But if it's nothing, he's like, well, I don't have the, I don't have the space for it. Like if you need me, I'm there for you. He's there for the people that are in his immediate circle. When I was really needing him in the time when he became my mentor, I had his attention constantly. He was mm. texting me back. He was calling me back. He was calling me. And then as soon as I got to the point where I didn't need that from him, that really, that really goes to that concept of do for one that you wish you could do for all. Totally. Um, which, again, is, is slowly becoming a great practice of, yeah. of mine and not feeling as much weight, which is, again, stressful. Yeah. And shame's involved of I cannot do everything everyone's asked me to. I want to, but there's I just need to make like decisions in the midst of these moments of like, okay, I'm going to do for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a great practice for some of you guys is to turn your phone off for a little while this week. If you think you're that important, you're that needed. I I was out of commission for a week with the baby. I came back to the office and I was told what was decided while I was gone. (laughs) (laughs) And you realize, oh, I missed, but the world does spin without you, which is really great. Because we can't take that rest. We can't have margin in our lives because we have to keep cranking or we're going to be left out. Yeah. And, and don't get stuck. It's not just a phone thing. No. Some of it's a work thing because we, you know, like, and I referenced that in some of them. I mean, you know, those, you know who you are when you're right now, especially you are arriving at work when it's dark and you are getting home when it's dark. Why? And why every day? Yeah. And is that healthy? It just, it, it's all the question is, is to ask you why. There's no shame involved in this right now, which is this whole conversation. I think God has some really important things to say about it, which is where we started this, is that life's just better with margin. And if you want a better life and the life that God really intended and made for you to be, and you referenced some of that, John, with just even metabolically and physically, the rhythms of our body and what's needed, um, we should take heed to some of that stuff. Look at the very beginning of creation. I mean, every... Everything that God wired us to do was to to rest. My my son is a week old. All he does is rest. He's not he doesn't come into the world and is expected to do anything. If he poops in the day, that's sure. a big day for him. We we're proud well, of look him. Look at look at anyone's spurts of production. Exactly. You'll have a, when you're really healthy, you'll have two hours of production where you get probably more like six to eight hours of work done. Yeah. Versus if you're just kind of going at production all throughout the day. Yeah. You might have gotten only two hours of actually productive work done, but it I took you eight. I can't remember. It was either um, uh, Cesar Chavez and the and the Great Picker stuff, or it was Martin Luther King about the racism stuff. It was one of the two. I was reading an article, but they're so similar in the justice stuff that they were fighting for. 
but one of them, uh, when asked, it was, and I'm, maybe it's a third one, I don't know, but the, the main idea is they would not have made it through to the end if not for the seventh day rest. And they didn't rest in the sense of like, oh, we don't care, we're going to do it. Then they spent that day as a real Sabbath. I mean, they're praying, they're interceding, they're, they're still involved in this, but it's the rest. It's the, you can't go seven days at something and expect to make it. Like you need to have those rest rhythms and you like, look at the earth. You, you referenced it too. Every seven years you rotate the field. You can't just keep pounding the earth as a farmer. Farmers understand this right. and expect it to keep producing great crop every single year. Yep. You need to rotate your fields. It's the same way. There's a, there's a pastor in Portland who referenced this. He's like, I have chickens and we don't take eggs on the seventh day on our Sabbath. We even give our chickens a Sabbath he said, and I, I may be crazy and I'm believing this cause I want it, but I swear they produce more eggs on the day before the Sabbath because they know they're going to get a rest. I, don't, I can't explain it. It's like they also need that rest. Hmm. And there's an environmental conversation. You can get into that as well. It used to be where restaurants were closed, where we weren't driving everywhere on Sunday. Back well, in hey, like Chick-fil-A. The, yeah. And now everything's open. Everybody's still going, I, going, I going. Almost, going. I almost wanted to say uh, when we talked about uh, how we're going to take a day off. Of like, hey, if Chick-fil-A can survive and can do it, we can do it too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they know what they're doing. Uh, but yeah, look at look at the earth and and, every, and and what is happening to our environment, all of that stuff. Look at the fires. And not that it's to blame. I'm not trying to get to an environment, environmental conversation. You are trying a little bit right now. A little bit. But it's something we're thinking about. Everybody is pushing everything at full capacity. Yep. That's the main point. Exactly. It's whether it's our earth, it's it's... Us as humans, it's our minds, it's our bodies, it's our families, and we need rest. Yeah, it, yeah. A healthy rest. Everyone needs to give 110%. Who came up with that line? Yeah. I would like to meet you. Shout out to whoever said 110%. No, shout out. Don't You don't want to meet me. <laughs> PLD is going to meet you in the alley. You want to step outside? Let's take this outside. All right, yeah. Well, that's good. So next week, we're going to go ahead and hit time. Uh, and then we're going to talk about relationship stuff. And then you are going to um, give us a money conversation. Man, I can't wait. Side for note that. hey, you can listen to um, both uh, campuses. We are actually talking about different things right now. So, different series. Yeah, so, um, we're not going to be going over both places right now. Unfortunately, side note. We don't have it from this last weekend in San Francisco. <laughs> but after this week, you after can this week, you can hop in the series. Yeah. Hopefully, Kayla will recap it a yeah. little bit so you so, can have that. Real cool, just just so if you weren't here this weekend, um, we are taking off uh, a Sunday, the twenty fourth. We're going to take off the twenty fourth, and we're not going to meet here on campus um, from nine thirty to twelve thirty. We're all going to kind of go all over the different mm-hmm. areas and community, and. Serve. So we're creating margin as a church mm. and space and time, which is typically dedicated to coming in and being in community, to be in community out in the community. Yeah. Um, and so there's a couple different options. One of them, well, you're at that one, right? The farm, Loma Vista? Yeah, Loma yeah. Vista Farms. What are you guys doing? We are painting fences. I believe they're already built. I got to check in with my team. Yeah. Uh, but I believe the fences are already built, so we're painting them. Because uh, I think you even mentioned it. They had... Uh, a couple months ago, some dogs broke in and, yep. and killed some of their alpacas. So yep. helping them out with their security, with their fence. But we're also, uh, I think Gabriel's going up to Oregon and bringing down a bunch of Christmas trees yep. that weekend. And that's then we're going to help biggest, them get set up. That's their biggest fundraiser is uh, a Christmas tree lot. Yeah, I'm excited for that to be organizing. We go to Blue Spruce over here and we have a, uh, <laughs> can, I get, can I get 10 I spruces? It. Uh, a- so... <laughs> It's my dream of working at a Christmas tree lot. You need to lot. be the measurer. Like, yeah. yeah, this is in the six to seven foot range. We got a seven foot three inches uh, <laughs> blue pine. You don't even know. <laughs> no, I don't, but I'm going to learn. You're up tree names now, a blue pine. Hey, I was never a Christmas tree, live you know, Christmas here's tree the, guy. Here's the white Christmas trees. You've seen those before. They look like they had snow on them. Yeah, we got this one fresh out of Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> I was always a fake tree guy oh my growing gosh. up. My, and then I got married and my wife made me switch. My, so. I, we've always had to be real with, with my wife. She's like dead. Like that's what we do. Yeah. We have tradition. Yeah. I don't too. have, I don't have a say in a lot of these things, which is fine. That's what marriage is. You lose your say to what your <laughs> wife wants. Um, 
Okay, so then that's that's one of them. Uh, that's that's a uh, that's one of them. Another one is at Lincoln Elementary School. We did a bunch of stuff for them last year. We did the hats. You know, side note, I think it's kind of cool. I think we're gonna do some stuff this week because they don't have power. Okay. And all this fire and the smoke stuff's going on, and most of the kids who go to that school are on free lunch. Hmm. Um, and it's a small school, so we were just talking today about doing some dollar club stuff. And yeah. Like we might be going right after this, John, and going and feeding some kids. Love it. Some lunch, giving them some stuff to take home because they can't really cook at home. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to be doing painting yeah. at the school. And then we're also going to be do- they wanted some values up around so they, they could teach kids about values and That's character. Great. Um, so that'll be a fun project. And then um, there's Carquinas another one. group. Yep. The Carquinas Straits group. Um, they partner with they help do education movie nights all kinds of fun stuff movie nights yeah they do them up here on campus what club 45 no yeah what movies are they watching i'm gonna come bring my popcorn his girl friday i don't know fast times at ridgemont high let's like, throw down they, they're the breakfast club people that's for sure oh no don't you no 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 forget no. about me we should forget about that movie I've actually never seen it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So anyways, there's um, some uh, friends in this community that could just use some fixing up and some sprucing up and, you know, they can't really do it themselves. And so we want to come along and just let them be known and noticed and cared for and love on the Mm -hmm. community that way. And then um, the thing that we're asking you not to do, if you have time to sign up for one of those, is do not show up on the campus. We are going to have a project here. We are going to be doing Thanksgiving boxes. That's going to be kind of the question. We're just going to be doing Thanksgiving boxes on campus, and we're going to use that for people from the community who are coming the first time maybe to the church ever. That, that There's a lot of people that come each weekend for the first time checking it out. Yeah. And those who just haven't been here over the last three weeks and haven't kind of figured out what is going on. And so when they show up, they're going to be put to work on campus. So we're not having any kind of service here. We're not having any kind of worship service. Um, you're not going to see most of the staff and the team because they're all in different places in the community. Um, kind of on assignment, um, <laughs> serving and using the margin we're created, um, creating to, uh, to do that. So that's going to be fun. We've never done this before. First time. Never done it before. That's insane. It's cool, man. Wow. I love it. We're creating history. Okay. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what like needs to happen for it to be in the history book. <laughs> I could submit We're it. We're creating a history book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As we, as we kind of wrap it up, give me your one last favorite line thought on Sabbath. Oh, man. One of my favorite thoughts was... This is John's world right now. This is. One of my favorite thoughts was from a pastor in Portland, and he was talking about he does a lot of controversial series in his church. And uh, he talked about uh, why it was crazy that that... He he taught on Sabbath. He did a series on that. And he talked about how crazy it was that, for some reason, that was the series that the church got really frustrated over. That was the series that everybody was like, can we move on? We're tired of hearing about rest. He's like, I'm talking about things every week that are way more controversial than this. Why is this the one that's getting you? And that's when it, it hit him, how big of an issue. He actually wrote a book called Subversive Sabbath. Uh, his name is AJ Swoboda. And he talked about why this was, why he realized how controversial this is. Uh, no one wants to hear about it. That's not the way that our world works right now. We need to be pushing it to the limits. And this is the scary thing. I told you this, Larry, uh, last or two weeks ago. This is the scary realization that he had. Because uh, the Sabbath is one of the Ten Commandments. You know, remember the Sabbath, keep it holy, just as God created the earth in six days, and rest it on the seventh, so you do the same. And then Jesus also references that as well. Um, he said, he realized in uh, as a pastor, he could break any of the other nine commandments and lose his job. If he was to, you know, commit murder or cheat on his wife or whatever, he would lose his job. But the Sabbath command was the only one he could break and probably get a raise or get a promotion. Like if he was not to rest and he was to really push it to its limits, he'd probably be praised for that, for breaking that one commandment as opposed to the other one. That was, I don't know, that's a pretty scary thought for me. It's a very accurate representation of our culture. You know, we, even if you don't believe in God, you still look at the Ten Commandments. We understand that. We still think it's wrong to kill people. We still think it's wrong uh, for adultery, all those things. Uh, but for some reason, rest, taking the act, the, the, the 
the actual break that God wired into us is something that um, it, it's laughable. It's like, oh, yeah, you go ahead and do that, and then I'm going to go get the promotion while you take a break. Or then I'm going to go do the meaningful thing while you take a break from, from what needs to be done. But understanding that you, you're going to come back even more productive. Yeah. What you need is better. That's a good last thought. If you wanted to dig in some of this stuff on your own or in your community group this week, um, just look at the life of Jesus and what rhythms of rest look like in his life. And it really references back to, since you brought up Ten Commandments of, wait a minute, do we really follow Ten Commandments? No, you just really follow Jesus and ask yourself, did he do any of these things? And what did he do? And then do yeah. that. If you follow Jesus, you'll follow the Ten Commandments. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. so don't so don't look at uh, a specific law or rule. Look, yeah. at the, look at a life and what it looks like. Love people. Being in action. Yeah. And you're going to see crazy rhythms. Most of you would go, oh my goodness, he had to be so busy. I mean, there was so much he was doing. There was so many people he was talking to. You'd be surprised. Dig in. Love you, friends. Excited to have this conversation again next week. And we'll see how John's feeling. (laughs) More coffee. Peace.